Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Afternoon, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. It's time for a sports offensive fantasy baseball special. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the third fantasy baseball special from the Sports Offensive. What we thought we would do for everyone today is uh, go over the draft we had. So we draft last Saturday or last Sunday, excuse me. So it's been about a week of having our teams. Only, of course, two days of games so far as we're coming to you on Saturday the thirtieth. Uh, interesting start to the season, as you saw. Most of the good pitchers pitch well. Most of the good hitters hit well. I know, Nate, for you, when you you drafted Chris Sale and he didn't pitch so well. But other than that, you got some nice performances so far already, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a good it's been a good uh, run for the first couple days for me. I'm I'm definitely happy with what I have so far. And uh, what we thought we would do today is just do a quick review of all the teams. We do a twelve man. Uh, Complete head-to-head points league. What we mean by complete head-to-head points is you get points for everything. There are points for wins, for saves, for hits, for walks, for RBIs. At-bats. At-bats, a whole bunch of things. And then there are some negatives, like giving up a home run or giving up a run as a pitcher, getting a loss, blowing a save, getting caught stealing, striking out as a batter. All these things are accumulated so that a score of around on a full normal week of between 350 and 400 is a nice score. Above 400 is an excellent score. Above 300 is an oak is a good score. Uh, anything below 300, and you're a little worried about what you did wrong that week. Uh, it's a once a week setting lineup with five starting pitchers and two relief pitcher slots, which can be filled by starting pitchers that qualify. Qualifier for every position is 10 times this year or 30 times last year. At position players. Same thing for relievers. Oh, is it? If it's it's ten relief appearances this year, or uh, well, I thought it was thirty the year before. No, I think it's ten and five. Oh, it's only ten and five. Okay. Yeah. I you know I, I don't ever look at that part because I just look at to see if they have the symbol that they qualify for both. Yeah, I think so. they have to have ten relief appearances from the previous year to qualify there, or, or five, five from year. this current year. <clears throat> that would make sense because it's hard to have 30 starts. As, well, yeah. I mean, 30 appearances as a reliever is not that hard. Yeah, but. it's one or the other. Maybe it's 5 and 10, but either way. Yeah, I think you're right. The, yeah. It's definitely a little bit lower. So just to give you an idea or concept of, of why people may have been drafted where they were or how teams were put together and why we think they're strong or weak, should mention that steals are worth three. So we we tried to make steals not so much less valuable than a home run. We didn't want to make it an all-home run league. A caught stealing is minus one. 
Just for the, is it know, only minus one or minus yeah, two? Yeah, it's minus one. It's just minus one. Yeah. Okay, remember that's um, what we talked about. That that was a chaos thing for a while. It was two, and people were yeah. It, it would was be a severe. Little, yeah, yeah, you get caught stealing, caught stealing, and grounded and grounded at a double double play and two strikeouts, and suddenly you got a guy with negative seven points or whatever it was. I know. I had uh, Heimer Candelario on my team last night, and he went golden sombrero on me. Oh, oh for four with four strikeouts. Ooh. That was a negative four point, uh, negative three. Yep. Yeah, because he had a point two five for a nap. Yep, and so. Brinson went zero for three with two strikeouts. Ouch, man! <laughs> what kind of a start is that? Ouch! Uh, but you know, it's uh, interesting when you who you start that first week. You usually want to start your chalk, and I wish I hadn't done that because I have Domingo Santana on the bench, who is pretty much having a Willie Mays type of week so far. But that's just going to happen sometimes. So uh, again, we want to kind of review all of the teams that we had. And just kind of give everyone just a sense of how our league works. And then also we would like to grade each team and see what happens. Should we wait for our own teams for the end or should we do those first? That's a good question. I think we should uh, do them first. Okay. So let's start with yours. And I will give my grade of your team. And then you can tell me what you were thinking or what you think of your team. Mm -hmm. Because it is always staggering how differently people view their teams uh, or teams in the, in the league. I mean, I'm sure we'll have a lot of times where one of us will think it's a good team and none of us will think it's a bad team. Yep, yep. So just to read off your lineup, catcher Wilson Contreras, first base Joey Gallo, second base D. Gordon, third base Nolan Arenado, shortstop Tim Beckham. Uh, well, I guess you must have just put him in for week two, huh? Because you didn't have him in week one. Uh, Fernando Tatis, the rookie at San Diego in middle infield. Raphael Devers at third base, Aaron Judge outfield, Yasiel Puig outfield, Kyler Schwarber outfield, Jim Jameer. I thought it was Jaimer. Jaimer. Jaimer Condelario and Pete Alonso. I don't actually know Pete Alonso very well, but a uh, little, little guy to bust out a little power out in New York. We'll see. We're hoping. We're hoping. He was one of your sleepers, yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, one of my okay. final picks. And then on the bench, you've got Justin Bauer, Adam Frazier, Dansby Swanson, Orlando Arcia, Manuel Margot, and Louis Brinson, and Gregory Polanco on the IL, and Louis Urias down in the minors. Sorry, I'll try and make sure I stay closer to my microphone here. Maybe I can do it like that. You're good. Um, so going from your lineup, catcher, I'm, I'm not really sold on that guy. Love Joey Gallo, even though he strikes out a ton because I think he's going to have a lot of home runs. D. Gordon gets the steals. Arenado's a stud. Beckham, I had him last year. He's good. I don't know about Tatis. Devers is obviously a sweetheart uh, sleeper pick. Aaron Judge is a phenomenal outfielder if he if he can get back to where he was as a rookie. Puig has been getting better and better. He's pretty consistent. Uh, Schwarber, I'm not really sold on Schwarber anymore. Condelario and Alvonso, I don't know them very well. So I would probably give your lineup probably a B. You know, probably just right in the middle of the B range. Uh, I think it's a strong lineup. I think that uh, I don't like basically your last like four here. I think are kind of a drop, and I'm not sure Tatis will be worth that much. So that's and and then your catcher. So that's kind of why I downgraded a little bit, but not much. I mean, you're obviously going to get quite get a lot of points out of that. Uh, starting pitching got Jose Barrios, you Darvish, Chris Sale, Marcus Stroman, Masahiro Tanaka, Stephen Matz. Dakota Hudson and Tyler Rogers. Well, those are actually relievers. And then Clayton Kershaw and Carlos Martinez on the IL. So you're obviously deep at pitcher 
Uh, Chris Sale has been amazing. We'll see if he bounces back, and hopefully that last night was just a was just a blip mm-hmm. uh, and not a problem. Barrios, obviously, uh, we talked about him earlier. Uh, I'm sorry, we talked about him actually on our podcast, the Sports yeah. Offensive. Uh, I think he's got all kinds of ace stuff. I just don't. I have not yet felt like he's become an, a true ace yet because of the consistency, right? No, he just yeah. hasn't been super consistent yet. Yeah. So like I think he, you can you can get a you can get a fair number of bad games. I think he is well aware of that, and I think this <laughs> is uh, this is the year that he makes it happen. So. Well, I'm sure you do hope that <laughs> for your fantasy team and your favorite team. Absolutely. Uh, Darvish, I have zero faith in. I'm sure he'll be okay. Um, but he was. I had him last year, and I'm so. I will be, you know, I'll have a bias against him until the end of his career. Uh, and then uh, Marcus Stroman, that guy's a big sweetheart sleeper pick for an innings eater, is what they all call them. Uh, so there's a guy that you can get that'll get you some, you know, get you some starts and, and make sure that you don't ever run out of players. Uh, Masira Tanaka, obviously the guy's a, a, a very talented pitcher for New York. I was shocked that you didn't take Severino instead of him. Um, also, there was one other guy I thought you would take over him from that team. But wait, Severino over who? Over uh, Tanaka. Oh, and um, I mean, I get Serena's hurt, obviously. Well, the I couldn't take Severino after I'd taken Kershaw. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Great Otherwise, point. I would you know I would have considered it, but yeah. boy, a Kershaw Severino tandem coming we out of the injury. About it. You know? We talked about it on our last show as being one of our strategies. Right? Be interesting. It would. Um, so, like I said, I mean, and with Stephen Mads, Kershaw, and Carlos Martinez on the bench, and then you've got Barrios, Darvish, Sale, Stroman, Tanaka, strong pitching staff. I'd have to give it, boy, I don't know if I'd give it an A minus or a B plus, just because I think there's a lot of uncertainty, right? I mean, Sale looked like a disaster. Darvish coming back from an injury. Uh, Kershaw and, and and Martinez, you know, on the IL and. Tanaka has been inconsistent in terms of injury. Like, you know, there, there could be plenty of risk there. But, man, if you don't even need them all to hit. If you can just get four out of the seven to hit or four out of the eight to hit, I think you're in good shape. So I think I'd probably give your – I'd probably give your pitching um, – starting pitching, I'd probably give you an A-. minus. And uh, bullpen, I I don't know. I can't even it, – it's whoever. You have Diaz and Hayter. I know they're good relievers. I don't know. I just don't follow relievers, and I usually get mostly pitchers <laughs> for for my reliever yeah, starting slots, pitchers, starting pitchers. Yeah. So um, I, I I can't render judgment either way. So, uh, but that's kind of what I would give you a grade. I mean, I think you're. I think you. I mean, you. Sh- I think on paper you should have a good season. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, real. I'll try to blaze through it quickly as well here. So I think at catcher, I probably like Contreras better than you, obviously. But uh, I do have him as the third catcher on my, you know, on my list after Rio Muto and Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think he's kind of in that that second tier almost by himself, though. I can so, see that he's, that he's the only one in that tier. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have. That's how I had him in in my draft, and I was like, I can't let it go below him. Right. You have that 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 minimum tier. Yeah, and, that, for some reason, I feel like catcher is an important position. You know, I, it was interesting that one of our uh, draft mates said when they took Gary Sanchez not long before I took my catcher, they said, I've never had a good team when I didn't have a good catcher. And it was kind of ironic to say that because in that same room is our most championed 
GM. He's got three or four titles. Who always punts catcher. And he always punts catcher, man. He never has a catcher. He's always streaming guys. So, But I'm just not that good of a streamer, and I have noticed that my best teams seem to have been the ones where I was strong strongest or very very strong at certain positions like later positions maybe i was just on par with people but tried to get the best at certain All positions right, we'll do your team here in a second oh sorry <laughs> i'm just teasing <laughs> so no i think that's good i think that's all true uh Okay, so moving it from Contreras, I you know like I said, we know the importance of catcher. Uh, so you know I, I got one of the top three catchers, hopefully in the league. Uh, first base, I I did kind of swing for the fences here, but I also knew that I would be deep at first base. Uh, so I you know Joey Gallo, potential fifty homer guy. I figured I'd swing for the fences and see what I could get because I got him quite a bit later. You know I think almost tenth round maybe. Um, it was pretty far down there. But then I've got a couple of prospects that I think could be good at first base as well, uh, and I'm hoping that maybe Judge might get some games there. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I was going to ask you if he qualifies, but I guess not yet. He doesn't, but uh, I'm hoping he, he gets some uh, some at-bats there. But uh, second base, I feel like D. Gordon's real steady. I think he'll be at least top five at second base just due to his steals as long as he's healthy. He's a 40-50 steal guy. So you got Judge 27. Judge? Yeah. I thought that's what you were asking him uh, when you took him. No, I took him in the – I knew I took Judge in the second round. No, third. Oh, third round. You really? got Sale in the second. Oh, I got Sale in the second. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, cool. So judge in the third, I like it. Um, yeah, that's good value. I think at you know at third base, that's probably my strongest position on my team. I, you know, with Arenado and uh, Devers, and you know Devers is kind of he had a decent year last year, but I drafted him more on upside, and you know I know a lot of the uh, big critics out there like him this year, and he's on obviously on a good team with a ton of protection around him, so he's in a good situation to blossom. Uh, so I think, you know, I'm taking a little bit of a risk there, but as my second third baseman and playing in the middle infield, I, I, was gonna say, at your, at your... Feel, I feel pretty strongly about it. Uh, so, yeah, again, I think that's my strongest position. Uh, shortstop, again, I have a lot of guys to play there, so that's going to be maybe the one position I'm cycling guys in and out. You know, and I have – who did we say starting right now? Tim Beckham, who's just kind of off to a hot mm. start, but he had a decent year last year. Uh, he was a former number one draft pick, so I'm hoping that he kind of oh, blossoms. Really? Yeah, I drafted a, a lot of guys. You'll see, I have a ton of guys on my team that are former like high high draft picks. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay. and I I kind of did that on purpose. So, but I got some prospects, you know, with Urias and Tatis being, you know, back and forth probably between second and short. So that'll give me some depth there. One of them will probably always be up and playing. They're young guys. I doubt they'll get hurt. Um, my thinking in outfield is, yeah, I'm always thin there, but I can always find someone to play there. You know, as long as I have one or two guys that are going to give me, you know, at bats every week. When obviously Aaron Judge, you know, I got him really high in the third round. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think, you know, 50 homers isn't unheard of. Uh, you know, my number two, I took Yasiel just based on I still think he has room to grow, and I think he's going to be on a team that's going to let him play every day. 
Right. Shouldn't be any platooning. No, not at all. He's the guy. Uh, and I think he loves it, you know, and I think he's going to be playing some center field and uh, he's going to have a lot of fun. So I, I think this is the year that maybe you get kind of how Jose Ramirez had his breakout last year. I think maybe mm-hmm. this is possibly that year for him. I'm hoping for that. Oh. But based on God my – he's got the talent. Based on number two, you know, I, I was really about at bats for me. That was a huge approach to my draft this year is drafting guys they're going to have at bats. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I counteract that with a guy like Kyle Schwarber in my third slot, <laughs> knowing that he is a platoon guy, but also a ton of upside because if he starts to blow up, the Cubs will play him. You know, no, And so he's going to be kind of more of a streak guy. I figured the first week, why not throw kind of a wild card out there? But again, you know, I feel like I've got a lot of depth there with Gregory Polanco maybe coming off the bench that he'll be a sufficient two or three if I need it. And then I can cycle some guys in and out of there as the, you know, as the season goes on. Uh, so we'll see what happens again. I know I'm thin there. I, I probably give myself a B in the lineup as well. B, B plus. I wasn't really focused on my lineup this year. I was focused on getting some depth at the positions I was weak at and focusing on my infield. I didn't really care about outfield that much. I tried to like really sacrifice that. And I, and again, at bats was huge for me. Well, uh, you really, certainly have a good infield. <laughs> yeah, no, I like my infield a lot. So I figured if I go strong infield and strong pitching that I give myself a good chance at the playoffs. So and I think while Joey Gallo – maybe a albatross of some kind if you are in a rotisserie league or a categories league because he's not going he's gonna he's gonna lose your strikeouts and he's gonna not never gonna win your batting title but in a points league you hit enough home runs mm-hmm. then you're gonna be valuable yeah and I think you know if all if all the risks I take hit with matched with the lineup that I have that I have a championship potential team and that's why I drafted it that way you know so yeah from that perspective I, I can see giving myself a little bit higher grade but I'm going to go with an arbitrary grade of a B just that based on my pre-draft <laughs> you know routine was I was going to go strong pitching right so so moving into my starting pitchers you I mean you already blazed through them Barrios, Darvish, Sale, Stroman, Tanaka. Uh, I got Kershaw and Martinez on my bench, and then a couple other guys, Stephen Matz. And uh, I forget the other guy that I have from the Cardinals. He's a young guy. Dakota Hudson, maybe? Carlos Martinez? Well, I already said Carlos oh. Martinez. I know he's on the injury list. Oh, Dakota Hudson? Yeah, Dakota Hudson. So he's the one guy I kind of, you know, just hoping I'm throwing some glue at the wall and it sticks kind of thing, right? Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of depth here, which is kind of untraditional for me. I usually try to have 10 deep at starters. I like to have five on my bench and five that I can start, but that's kind of run into some issues for me the last few years where I've had to make a lot of decisions and I haven't been a good decision maker. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of take that out of my hands a little bit this year. That was the plan and just go with like five or six guys that I want to just go with and, Hopefully, I you know, injuries could really kill me if that happens. If I get more than, like, two injuries, I'm in trouble. Well, but you have two guys on the bench or on the ILs. So you get those guys back, you'll have three, you know, and, and they're both solid Yeah, pitchers, I mean, I got so. Kershaw in the fourth, you know. I thought that was a pretty good spot to get him. Uh, Been a first-rounder every year before that, hasn't Yeah, he? so, you know, if he comes back healthy and gives us a year, then I probably got the steal of the draft. But Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm hoping for. I mean, yeah. I'm a Dodger fan, yep. so. So, yeah, I think my pitching staff, i got to give myself an A. 
I just think I think I have the two best relievers in the National League. Um, obviously, you saw what Hader did the first night, two-inning save, although he had to depend on a nice catch at the end. Um, Lorenzo. To uh, bring home the, the save, but uh, obviously great stuff. And then Ed, Edwin Diaz with 57 saves last year for the Mariners. Uh, Holy cow, did he really? Yeah, wow. so I figured, you know, he'd at least get close to 50 again this year with the Mets on that with that pitching staff. Um, you know, there's going to be no bridge probably a lot of the times. So, like, those guys will get him into the 7th, the 8th, and then right. he'll be able to just come in and close the door. So uh, that was the hope there. So, yeah, I give myself an A on pitching. And I know, again, I, I'm susceptible to injury. If I get more than two, I could be in some trouble. But uh, I love that staff. So, overall, I'll give myself a B-plus for the whole whole thing. Yeah, the only disaster I could see for you is if you Darvish doesn't bounce back, if he either is still hurt or worse, he just is still tipping his pitches and he just gets shelled, and then you have Kershaw doesn't come back strong uh, from the DL, uh, and then Steven Matz is just always an injury risk. If that kind of all came together, then I could see that becoming a problem. But you'd have to have a lot of shit go wrong. Yeah, no, it it would have to a lot go wrong at at once, you know, which, you know, it happens. Yeah, certainly happens. um, So, yeah, you know, the upside of that pitching staff, I mean, obviously Chris Sale and uh, and Clayton Kershaw, I mean, that's as good a one-two as probably anybody in the league. I'm not going to say it's Boy, one, but probably, if I, it's not one A, it's one B. <laughs> right. You know, right. Anderson might have me with his top two. I, don't, I think Nola and Syndergaard maybe are his top two. Yeah. Those two are pretty good. nasty. Although Thor has not been Thor for a while now. Now, yeah. that's why you got him in a bargain. Yep. But will that's he be why Thor? you Yeah, that's why you, you get know. him. Yeah, That's why you take him. You hopefully know. he plays through the season. Um, I hope the best for Bry there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think you know having those two, Sale and Kershaw, boy, that gives you some really. And it's two guys on teams that are going to be in it down the stretch, you know. And uh, I just like and hopefully winning ninety plus games and and getting a chance at a Cy Young and you know. Yeah. I really went strong with those two, and I again it took a little bit of a risk with Kershaw, but getting him in the fourth was could be the steal of the draft, really could be. Uh, and and I love Barrios as a number three. You know, obviously he's my two now. You know, and I'm okay with that <laughs> as long as Kershaw comes back. And uh, then I you know I think Stroman and Tanaka. You know, I think I like Tanaka a little bit more as a four. And uh, Stroman, then I can kind of, you know, shift around him, Darvish, and Mats, you know, into that last slot. So Right, just pick the two-start guy or the better matchups. Yeah, better matchup. I mean, anybody playing the Orioles. This way, I'm start. stuck with my guys, man. So if they succeed, <laughs> I succeed, you know. I don't want to just. I never thought about that being like a hindrance, but yeah, you do have always had a lot of pitchers. Yep, and it is. I think I'm just going to take it out of my hands this year. And I'm, there's going to be four guys I'm going to pitch every single week. Every single week, you know, unless they're injured. And then that fifth slot, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go on matchups, you know. Yeah. It just takes that out of my hands. And then my two reliever slots, I've never done this before where I've had two actual relievers. I almost always draft a, a starting pitcher. And, you know, it can kind of make or break you. I just figured, you know what, I'm going to get two top-notch closers and see what that does. Never done it. So That's kind of what I tried to do last year, and it kind of blew up in my face, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Although the funny thing is that, because Kenley was the one guy I took, and he actually ended up having a lot of saves Overall, in a good year, but it was, in but the it was second all half. so late. Yeah. And then the other guy I took was the 
Well, then it was it Brad Hand that was in San Diego, and uh, he was doing great. Let's go to your team until uh, until he got traded, and then of course he wasn't a closer anymore. So, yeah, strong. I think I've got a strong team that could make some noise in the playoffs. If you can see that far, I can see it. Yeah. So okay, starting out, we got uh, Real Muto at catcher, uh, Jose Abreu at first, Ben Zobrist, Chris Bryant, Corey Seager, Kike Hernandez. Matt Chapman, Mookie Betts, Billy Hamilton, Malik Smith, Nelson Cruz at DH, and then Ryan O'Hearn, the deep sleeper, at Utility. With his bench being Christian Walker, Ryan Zimmerman, Brandon Lowe, Domingo Santana, Alex Verdugo, and Greg Allen, who I don't really know. He's from Cleveland, right? Yeah, he's the outfielder that is falling, coming up and, short to get the the starting gig. Yeah, and then you've got two guys on your bench who I like both, uh, Didi Gregorius and Jed Lowry, who you got like with one of your last picks. Yeah, almost last pick. Yeah, yeah I like that. He had a great year last year. So going through the lineup, I, I lo- obviously catcher. I love you know you get you in my opinion you have the best catcher in the league or at least the most consistent. He's going to play pretty much every day. He has no one pushing him. He's on an incredible team with an incredible lineup. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, if he's not number one, he's number two. You know he's just, just I mean great pick there. And I know you probably had to take him. I don't know where you took him. I Six. took him in the fourth or the fifth. Oh, you took oh wow. I think I, I think I told you before the draft I was planning on fourth round to try and grab you, I think Sanchez you told or Real Muto. Me, and I considered him in the fifth, or you know I would have considered him in the fifth, but boy, yeah, you had to reach a little. But I think it's again we talked about that being an important piece of a winning team. So I really like that strategy. Uh, Jose Abreu loved the love that pick. I think you're going to get good value there. I don't know where exactly you drafted him, uh, but. Uh, Obviously, been very consistent with 300 average. His power has been fading a little bit, but we'll see. I got a Brew in the fifth round. I had the second overall pick, so it was the second pick in the fifth round. That's a, that might be a little high for me, but I do like his upside. I just think he's so consistent. And, man, it hit, that lineup's going to be full of some youth, so it's going to push him a little bit, which I think will be good. Uh, Zobris just – you know, always kind of dependable, especially early in the season. I like the fact that you got him just for that as somebody to plug in there. Like, he usually starts off hot. In, <laughs> in, my, reco- so. <laughs> in my recollection, like the first two, three weeks of the season, like mm-hmm. maybe not the first week, but after that he usually tends to heat up a little. Uh, Chris Bryan I love at third base. I think he has a huge rebound year, so that might be my favorite pick. That on your team, although your next pick is awesome too, Corey Seager, who you got a ton of value on, a guy that was injured, and he's been at least a second rounder in the last. Uh, I can't. I would think at least three, three? seasons. Yeah. So at, I mean, well, at least two. Great, Maybe a third season a little later. Great or, value, or later, later. I, and I just love that infield, man. I mean, Zobrist, you know, he's gauging. You, you know, maybe down the line, you're going to have to try to fill in that gap somewhere, uh, but. I, you know, pretty strong, man, at, at the infield. Uh, I got to give it an A. And then Ke- even Kike rounding it out and Chapman at the, you know, the two corner and middle infield positions. I think Kike was a guy you pulled off of waivers at the last minute before the season and decided to start him. Always talented uh, and 
performs well and he's on a great team and a you know incredible lineup so i think that's a steal and i picked him up when i did because the dodgers announced that he was the starting second baseman he's always healthy too so i think the dodgers are going to move him around he has some infield versatility and he can even play the outfield can he yeah he qualifies for outfield. yeah he's going to have a a multi-position eligibility that's a really nice waiver pickup buddy uh, Chapman, we know what he did last year. I think does he take another step forward? It's, it's you know who knows. I, I really don't know what to say about him. I like it. Uh, we go to outfield. You have maybe the, arguably the second best or first best outfielder in Mookie Betts. Uh, so you can't really argue with that with the number two overall pick. Uh, went Hamilton second with some speed and Malik Smith at third. So potential a hundred steals there with those two guys. Uh, I see the approach now with Mookie Betts. Uh, boy, that's that's a hundred, you know, anywhere from ninety to one hundred and twenty steals right there. Nelson Cruz, so that gives you some home run pop. And uh, O'Hearn, another guy that I think is supposed to be kind of a power guy, right? Yeah, and he's he's my he's like with your uh, is it Aaron something for the Mets. Uh, He's my sleeper for this year. Oh, that I saw him uh, being a huge Alonzo. Yes, Alonzo. Yeah. So I, th- he's playing for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. No one's no one's challenging for his job and prodigious power. So you know what? If he doesn't do anything, it's utility. Yeah, no, I like it. I think there's a lot of youth and some upside, and uh, you really went with a good strategy of balancing out some of that speed that you have with some pop, you know, or at least some guys with pop upside. Right. Um, you have a nice deep bench. You know, if you need it. I don't know much about Christian Walker, but I know Zimmerman has kind of had a little bit of a renaissance the last year, year and a half. Uh, You know, Brandon Lowe's kind of one of the top prospects in the majors. He's going to get some playing time. Uh, Domingo Santana, what a fantastic start he's off to. Uh, Verdugo, another top prospect, along with Greg Allen. So uh, I think Gregorius has been an incredible player at shortstop. So somebody to – you know, that you'll be getting back that's on an amazing team. What a piece to throw in your lineup in a month, right? Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Well, more like two months. And then, you know, Jed Lowry, a good guy that you can cycle in when you need him. You know, if he's hot, you throw him in a middle infield or second base, and who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't like your that back end, the outfield, as much as I do your infield, but I give you a strong B-plus in your lineup, man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Cole is your starter, uh, Tyler Glasnow, David Price, Jose Quintana, Ross Stripling, Greg Holland, and Julio Urias round out your starters, uh, with those last two being the relief pitchers. And then we've got Rich Hill, Joshua James, Frankie Montas, K- uh, Craig Kimbrell, and then Luis Severino and Forrest Whitley. Uh, so a good combination of, uh, some veteran presence, but also some, you know, strong upside guys along with some, like, real just steady Freddies. Uh, I like the approach. You know, you've got Garrett Cole. Man, he he's, you know, if he does what he did last year, he's an ace. So I think that, you know, he kind of anchors that, that pitching staff for you. David Price had a nice resurgence last year, especially in the playoffs. I think he's a great number two. He doesn't usually get hurt, so hopefully he, you know, I know lately he has, but I think over his career he's been a pretty healthy guy, so nice number, and number his, two. And his uh, cross symbol is just illness, not uh, injury. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
But I, I, I'm not worried about him at all. I think he's a great pitcher. Now, I think, you know, three – I almost put Quintana as your third best pitcher just for the fact that he's kind of that veteran and, and he's on a really good team. Uh, he's probably due for a little bit of a rebound after a down year last year. So I think you got some good value on him. I like where you got him. I know it was pretty late. Um, I love Ross Stripling, but I – you know, I don't know – how much is he going to pitch? If they're healthy, he's you know he's going to have to move to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. But they have a history of not being healthy, so he could get thirty-five starts. You know who knows? Um, so I you know I like him. He's he's steady and he's on a fantastic team. So and then Glass now kind of I guess I put him as your number five for now. Again, another guy with some just great upside and uh, could be fantastic on a team that could surprise. Uh, and then, you know, great depth on the bench, man. Rich Hill, when he plays, he's great. Uh, Kimbrell, the big X factor. If he comes back, man, you know, he could close for somebody. That's a big guy to plug in your lineup and just be an automatic, especially with Greg Holland. You know, he's a little worrisome to me. Um, he's got some guys behind him that are pretty talented. I didn't even realize he was the closer. Uh, until like a day before the season. And that's when I picked him up. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had the guy, so I, I ended up dropping uh, Archie Bradley. Oh, right. Yeah. And then, so yeah, obviously, the Re- Luis Severino, he comes back healthy. Boy, does that give you a gun. So, man, I got to give you a B-plus with your pitching staff, too. So, yeah, B-plus overall, which is cool. what I gave both you and I. So, that gets <laughs> us. I guess I'll see you in the playoffs, brother. I, I hope so. We're in different divisions, so we can easily meet in the uh, championship Wouldn't game. That'd be fun. Um, you know, uh, I your your assessments were pretty close to what my thought process was. Uh, the catcher thing, we already talked about that. Just didn't want to have a bad one this year. And I said, you know, I'm going to get a good one. And there's only two that are, like, upper echelon. And going to Philadelphia, I thought, boy, this guy could just have a huge year. Yeah. Um, but the best team I ever had, I was the best at third and the best at catcher and just those two positions. But I don't know, man. It, it meant something to, to be leading certain positions. I don't know. Jose Abreu is not someone I'm a big fan of or trust, but uh, – that's kind of why I took him because I'm I've always been down on him, <laughs> and he was going real late this year. Because you have of, a lot of guys on your team like that. Yeah, a lot of guys that are. Were, I, I tried value. That's what I tried to do. And uh, Zobrist, that was just a late pickup, just to have someone to start. Um, That's the position you sort of punted. Yeah, I punted second way down the line. I punted short. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to do one of them, right? I mean, you can't do every position. Um, Chris Bryant, I just thought, you know, got him in the third round. To me, that's unbelievable value. Could be an MVP candidate right off the bat. Also can play some outfield. Corey Seager, that was a little bit of a reach on my part. I don't think I reached in terms of where I drafted him, just the reach of he's going to be who he was. Who the hell knows? But I I don't often have a Dodger, and I really wanted to have a good Dodger to watch. And I wanted to get Cody Bellinger, and I couldn't. So this was a kind of my backup. Uh, Kike, like I said, I just got him off waivers when I found out he was starting second. So far, he's doing great. We'll just keep hoping that goes. Top scorer on your team. Yeah. Uh, Matt Chapman. Uh, you know what? I, I wasn't super high on him until all the stuff I was reading the last week before the draft, and everybody just kept saying big sleeper. And it's was like, well, he'd hit 25 home runs already. I mean, I'll take that from my quarter infielder. You know, yeah. and if he does better, he does great, you know. Uh, Betts, obviously, I mean, the only person I would have possibly taken over him is Trout, and I don't even know if I would have if I had the first pick. Billy Hamilton took a stretch based on one thing I read, and I know it's silly to do that, but it basically said 
he's going to be working with a hitting coach that he worked with like back in college or something like that, and that that was the last time he was a an, a decent on base guy. Mm. And I thought, man, if he could just if he could even just get his on base percentage up to like three, just take a walk, Billy. Yeah, I mean the guy will steal two bases every time he gets on on. So, yeah. um, and then Malik Smith, just I, I saw him as a guy. I think he's just taking another step forward this year. Yeah, um, he's finally like going to get a starting opportunity. So yeah, you know, hopefully he plays full time. We've seen him already steal a ton of bags. Right. So right. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, that so my thought was pretty much just you know getting a ton of speed in the outfield and just see what happens with steals. Uh, Nelson Cruz, another guy that I don't ever draft. I never draft him. I never think he's worth it. But this time I was like, you know what? He's still there. Most of my major lineup slots are filled. You know what? Cheap power guy. If you just give me thirty dingers out of that DH slot, I don't have to worry about replacing him. I don't think thirty dingers is asking too much. No, I, I mean I, he's almost forty is usually his number, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, then my bench, you know, is whatever. Um, I do like Domingo Santana. I hope he's he's for real. And Gregorius, yeah, I took him with the expressed intent of, boy, what a oh he'll be a, what a nice middle infielder to throw in or utility player. Yeah, uh, he's always a fantastic player. Uh, for pitching, I took Garrett Cole because I just like Garrett Cole. That's purely why I took him over the other guys that were available. Um, I wanted to get an ace, and I think he have him as I think he and Verlander are both aces for that team. Um, but pitching for a team that's going to win a ton of games, he strikes out a lot of patters. Should have he only had one earned run yesterday, but uh, still ended up losing. But I thought if I pair him with Severino, and this is like with you with Kershaw and um, Sale and Sale, I thought you know this guy comes back and is the pure ace. Then he is a guy who could have gone in the first like three rounds. So now I possibly get myself two actual aces, which I think give you a leg up in this league. David Price, to me, was a great number three. I just thought if he just does exactly what he did last year, and even if you take off 10%, still unbelievably happy with that as a number three. Then I've got Quintana, which I expect to bounce back on a team that wins a lot, give me a number four. And then I was like, okay, now I can swap between Ross Stripling, uh, Rich Hill, uh, you know, and kind of, I was going to, I mean, I'd like to get one more. (laughs) starter to to kind of rotate in there with but I thought with those three guys you know and then I also have Julio Urias who qualifies at reliever but is also can qualify as a starter and he is starting this week Um, you're right with Stripling and uh, I figured with Stripling Urias and Hill one of of them is going to be starting (laughs) right yes because they're all from the Dodgers so one of them is going to be starting Uh, and on a good team so I've already got my top four. That gives me a five, you know. Also, I've got Glass now. He's a total upside pick. Could be a complete disaster, but he got traded at the end of last year late. And when he got traded, they completely changed how he pitched and what he and how he used him. And he was sparkling the last, like, four starts of the year. So may not even mean anything, but, hell, I got him super late. I'm guessing it's control because he's always had the stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he figured out how to harness it a little better for whatever reason. Right. Hopefully he can continue on that path, yeah. Um, obviously I punted relief pitcher, but I thought I've got Urias and I've got Glass now that qualify at reliever. So Kim I can Brell. I mean, yeah, and then Kimbrell, I'm hoping that he gets picked up by somebody. I mean, yeah. how is he not picked up by somebody? Yeah, so. Milwaukee would be a great fit, like you said in our uh, show earlier today. Oh, so, dream. Yeah. So anyway, I won't give myself a grade because that's, I mean, I just, I'll grade myself too high. <laughs> so, but this is what I'll say. It feels different and you're we're two days into the season. So you say, well, how can you feel feel different two days into the season? If you had my teams the last three or four years, you'd know what I'm saying. Where you're like, oh, I got nine points today. Well, you know? I have to say, you had a really defined strategy. I mean, everything is 
you know, exactly how you wanted it and crafted it how you want it. So yeah. you're going to live or die by it. I like it. You know, yeah. I think it's... At least you can have fun if you're losing, if you like your team. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're going to have a team that's very competitive, buddy. And I want to give kudos to you and Anderson because a big, big part of my crafting of, like, kind of where I was going to take people was based on upside and value. Mm. And... That, I feel, is something I learned from watching you guys draft. Whether or not I was able to replicate it, we're going to find out. Yeah. But uh, I think you guys have – I think there's a reason you guys have been in a lot of title games, you know, Mm. how to build a a long-term team. It's true. So, all right, let's – We won't take that long on the the other teams. No, it's always more fun to talk about your team. Of course. All right, first team, Bags Band of Bumbling Fools, a former champion of the league. Team, I'll read out the lineup. Austin Barnes at catcher. Anthony Rizzo. Cesar Hernandez. Mikhail Franco. Or is it Michael? Michael. Uh, Trey Turner. Jose Peraza. That's your middle infielder. Yuri Gurriel at the corner. You've got Lorenzo Kane, Abdul Herrera, and Starling Marte in the outfield. Christian Stewart and Joey Wendell at DH and utility. Bench has Willens. Astudio? Oh, Astudio. Astudio. Uh-huh. Brian Anderson, not the GM, but a player. Uh, Willie Adams and Brett Gardner. So, what's your infield grade? I would say with catcher, I got to give him a B minus. I love Trey Turner. I love Anthony Rizzo. I think Cesar Hernandez brings value. Uh, he's, you know, pretty dependable there. I don't like Michael Franco all that much. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to make a trade mm-hmm. at that position. Uh, I could be mistaken. I know they were going to try to get Manny Machado there, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't think the guy's terrible. He's probably a 20 Homer guy. You know, I just don't think he's, he strikes out a lot, and, but I, you know, I like Peraza and, and Gurriel as well. So I think he's got good depth. Um, but there's a couple guys that could tumble. Rizzo seemed to take a step back last year, so who knows with him? You know, I, but you know, Trey Turner, boy, it has to be at least a B. Maybe I should say a B. That's a pretty good infield. I'll change my mind. So I'll actually go with a C plus. Okay. Um, I I love Trey Turner. I I actually uh, unlike you, I like uh, or love Michael Michael Franco. I think he's a a very solid guy. Although I think he's got a ceiling. And that's what I see a lot of on this on yeah. this team is ceiling. Rizzo, I think he's got potential to go back to who he was, but there is a ceiling on how good he's going to be. Peraza, I've had him two of the last three years, um, or one of the, yeah, I think it was two of the last three. Uh, he's got a ceiling on Guriel. Never does it consistently. He's a good big moment guy. He's a he's like a big shot Bob, you know, but he just doesn't do it in the middle at the little times and. You know Barnes, I, I like for the Dodgers, of course. Hernandez, it's just kind of a filler. I just yeah C plus for me I I just uh, you've got three really good players and then everyone else I is kind of a just middling pick mm-hmm. to me so mm-hmm. just just in my personal yeah how about you for the outfield so outfield uh, Lorenzo Kane Odubel Herrera and Starling Marte I like Marte he's I don't like him as you know my number one but uh, I think you know two three yeah he's he's decent. Um, I'd probably give his outfield a C plus. 
I just I don't see a ton of upside. I mean, you you know who you got. I do think Herrera has some upside. I think he could blossom this year on that team just because there's so much talent, and uh, he's got to try to keep up, you know. Uh, but Lorenzo Cain, I think we know who he is, and we know who Marte are. You know, we, you know, they're both twenty twenty guys. You know, so that's you know you got to like that as your one too. Yeah, Marte. I, I don't I, see a lot of depth there. No, not much depth. Period. Yeah, but again, outfields that type. You know, he does have Brett Gardner on the bench, somebody he could bring in that's maybe more a little more dependable veteran, in my and opinion. His DH, you know, Christian Stewart. Yeah, I mean, so. I would have started Kane Herrera and Marte for sure. Those are yep. the three I would have gone with. I just feel like when your third outfielder is Herrera, you've punted a position that I don't like to punt anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're talking about finding somebody. I have not had good luck finding an outfielder that was reliable. Uh, the last couple of years through waiver wires, and I, I wanted to make sure I was at least four or five deep at outfield. We'll see with Herrera. I think he still has some room to grow, and he he's on a team that could be really good. So I think Marte will underperform, not necessarily because he doesn't play well, but I think that whole team mm. is he's not going to have a lot of opportunities to get and runs man, or RBIs. That guy's only good for about 120 games. Too. Right, <laughs> right. I've had him twice, so yeah. I, I know. I love I love Kane, though. I, I, I'm a big Kane fan. He's steady, yes. Yeah. Steady, steady. All right. So for the pitching staff, Carlos Carrasco, Kyle Hendricks, Brad Keller, Charlie Morton, Michael Pineda on the bench, Kyle Gibson, Jimmy Nelson, Derek Rodriguez, Anibal Sanchez, and Vince Velasquez. Woo. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Phillies there. Um, Jeez, um, that's an interesting pitching staff because there's a lot of risk. Yeah. But there's also a lot of upside. I mean, Carrasco is unbelievable when he pitches. He's unbelievable. I mean, yep. he's he's one of those guys that is going to get a shutout. He's going to get one. He gets a one complete every game year. shutout, yes. probably three a year. Which to me him holds, yeah, holds a lot of value. So I like him as a number one. But he is an injury risk. Um, you know, I guess you could argue who his number two is. I would say it's probably Charlie Morton just based on the year that he had last year. Agree. And bringing him over to Tampa, I think he'll blossom in that, you know, in that environment. He's going to probably be the guy other than Snell. So I I like Morton as a number two. I always have. I had him on my team last year, and he's, you know, great, great. Um, Hendricks, I think, takes a, a, a step forward, you know, back to who he – not quite as good as who he was two years ago, but closer to that. Um, so I like him as a number three. Uh, I like Panetta. I don't like him as a four, but I like him. I guess you could argue that Keller is his four, but mm-hmm. I don't – you know, Panetta, ton of upside. Who knows? Keller, eh, you know, not huge. His relief guys, I think he's got a starter in McHugh, and then he's got Giles, who's kind of all over the place on a bad team. So I don't, you know, he had, he kind of took the same approach you did, you know, and I, so I don't really like his relievers all that much. And then he's got a little bit of depth, you know, Anibal Sanchez, uh, Velazquez, Kyle Gibson I like, uh, and Jimmy Nelson, who's, you know, Nelson could be a strong number three if he rebounds to who he was two years ago. So, I man, really solid pitching staff. The one thing I don't see is that guy. I just don't see that guy, you know, like especially down the stretch, who's it going to be, you know? Like there's some guys that with potential for that. Like mm-hmm. I think if Panetta for some reason stays strong, he could be that guy. You know, he has the stuff to do it. I mean, it's unlikely, but, you know, I don't know. Carrasco is very good as well. 
But again, is he really that guy? I I don't think Carrasco's that guy. I've had Carrasco, and while he can be great, he annoys me as much as having Kluber always has. And I had Kluber on a good year, and but they they have their blow ups and their great games, and you can't rely on them. I like the guys who you know they don't always win, but they don't they don't usually get shelled. Mm-hmm. I don't like the shelled guys that just drive me crazy. I don't like his pitching staff at all. I give it like a C. Uh, I I'm sorry. It's just I. My guess is a lot of weeks he's going to l- open up his spreadsheet or his open up his little app tough to and he's going to look at it and go, no, I just think he's going to look at it and go, huh, okay, yeah, my guy gave up four runs in the first inning. You know, I think it's going to happen a lot where he's going to be like, oh, man. And with all of them kind of being middling pitchers, I think you run into that problem of I don't know who to start. And I start the wrong one. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah I don't. So uh, B minus B minus B minus straight across the board for me. Yeah, I give him probably a C plus overall grade with a C at pitching and a B at, at hitting or B minus at hitting. Yeah, not one of his stronger teams in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's had a lot of really good teams, but yeah, who knows? Yep, we'll reflect at the end of the year again and have to yeah. listen to this when we could could find out that that infield is amazing. So. Yeah, it's possible. Big fade bigs. I'll just say off the bat, I'm pretty sure I, I liked his always, team when he was drafting. Always impressed with Jeff. I don't think he's ever won it, but he's nope. made the playoffs, I think, every year. Every year he's been in it, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I he's think been so. A, been a very nice addition to the, yes. to the league. Uh, Yadier Molina at catcher. Matt Carpenter first. Javier Baez second. Jose Ramirez third. Adalberto Mondesi at short. VR at middle infield. Mustakas at corner. Andrew Benatendi, Nick Marcakis, and Lenny's Martin in the outfield. Ryan McMahon of the Colorado Rockies at DH. Hunter Renfro at Utility. On the bench, he's got his Drupal Cabrera, Adam Jones, who he just picked up yesterday, uh, Austin Meadows, Jimon Choi, who I actually don't know who that is, uh, and Lords Guriel. And oh, he had Justin Upton, who just went on the DL for, they were saying eight to 12 weeks. Yeah, next to missed eight to 12 weeks for a turf toe issue. Austin Hayes uh, in the minors. So, Nate, what would you give the infield? Well, it's hard to de- boy. It's hard to not give him a good grade just based on Jose Ramirez and Javier Baez. Man, those two I really like a lot. I knew I wasn't going to get Baez because I wasn't willing to take him quite as high as other people. But right. Boy, he's already off to a good start. Yep. And I think yep. the, the only reason I'm down on him because he does strike out a lot. You know, but boy, he Baez. Yeah, but I mean, man, this could be a thirty-five, thirty-five guy. I mean, he is with one hundred and forty ribbies. He is a talented person. Uh, He he could have been a first round pick, really. Uh, So you know, good work there with those two holding it down. Uh, As we know, Jose Ramirez far and away the number one scorer in our league last year. Now, I actually had the chance to draft him at number three. And there was an injury <laughs> situation right before the draft. Three minutes before draft yes. starts, we find out he fouled the ball off his off his knee. <laughs> this was even before he had had X-rays. So and he was I decided, carted off. I decided to pass on him, and this will be something we'll have to reflect on at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I took Nolan Arenado at three instead of Jose Ramirez. Something tells me you'll be all right. I had convinced myself to take Jose Ramirez until that happened. No, and and when you were asking us what would you do, I'd have done exactly what you did. I'd yeah. have said I'd rather him than than Nolan Arenado, but he just got carted off the field. Yep. What if we find out he fractured his patella? Yeah. Season then, over. 
hey, you know, had I drafted him, he would have been out for the year. Right. But I didn't, so he played the first game of the season. So Jose Ramirez owes you a bottle of Johnny Walker yes, Black, he I does. think. So. Oh, he's going to want the Pappy Van Winkle. Ooh, is that the one that's uh, the guy who just retired? That's the really good stuff. Look oh, up. I was thinking of Connor O'Neill or oh. Connor O'Gregor. Connor McGregor, oh, he the has UFC his own fighter. Whiskey? Yeah, he has his own. I think it's a whiskey. Um, is it a whiskey? I think it's a whiskey. Yeah. Oh, buddy, uh, do you Irish like whiskey? whiskey? Not really. Oh, I'm more okay. of a. I like scotch. JP, I think would uh, back me on this. But oh, he's a Jenna. Yeah. Uh, man, I love that stuff, Pat. It's like uh, it's a collector's item, Pappy. It's like really, yeah, That's smooth, huh? Oh yeah, I mean it's like a thousand bucks a bottle. Whew, it's geez. really about three hundred. I bet you I like it. It's about three hundred bucks a bottle, but they do such limited runs mm. that it gets up to be about a thousand bucks a bottle. Jeez. Now they have obviously different age. You know that. That's the good stuff. The no, that's their cheap stuff. A thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah. That's What's their the, expensive stuff? That's what I'm saying. So it, it comes out at three hundred and fifty retail. The cheap. Uh-huh. But because it's so limited, people are able to sell it to up to a thousand dollars. Oh, they have the good stuff. I, I would imagine upward of ten thousand dollars. Wow! But they have some Can middle you of the road. Imagine spending ten thousand dollars on your liquor. But they only make so many bottles, you know. And I think it's like three thousand bottles or something. Hey like man, that if you've got of hundreds really of millions, stuff. right? Be like, yeah. what's ten thousand bucks to drink something that? Pure as you know. Well, I would drink six of them, you know, if I had that money, <laughs> or I would buy six of them and right. and hold on to them. <laughs> There goes the collector in you. Yeah, right. All right. Um, for infield, um, I like catcher. Uh, Carpenter, I think, is going to be serviceable. I don't I'll love him, but he'll be okay. Baez is going to be great. Ramirez should be great. Mondesi and VR should be massive stealers. And Mustakas fits in really well in Milwaukee. I actually really like this infield. Me too. Uh, I, I, I love the combination of speed and power. Give him a lot of avenues to make points. And I don't see... I don't see massive strikeouts as a whole from the group. So I give that an A-. minus. I like mm-hmm. that. It's not my favorite, but I like it. Um, outfield, Benatendi, Marquecas, Lenny's Martin. Uh, I, I, I won't lie. I, I think that's really bad. Uh, it seems really weak. Uh, I had Benatendi last year. No problem with him. Marquecas had a great year last year, if I remember right. He had a big bounce he back. He had a nice year. I just, I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. I don't know why. Uh, Lenny's Martin. I, I didn't even know he was starting. Uh, does he have good years? I don't. Again, I always thought it was Leonis Martin, but. <laughs> oh, you're probably I, right. I don't know. I don't listen to names. Um, I don't trust him as a starting outfielder. No. Right. That's. I guess that's the problem. Yeah. So I don't know if his thought process is, you know, that's going to be my sleeper, or he's got some other guys. I suppose he can rotate in there. Like I mean, Renfro's probably okay. Yeah, Renfro's going to hit 20 homers. So. And Ryan McMahon, McMahon could be a nice steal as a Rocky, but I, on the second half of his lineup, I'm giving him a, a, a C. A C minus, maybe. I give him a C. Gosh, I almost want to give him a D, but. Uh, or D I plus, like Ben Intendi, and that's it. Yep, yeah, I agree. I guess it depends on McMahon. If McMahon does better, I'll give him a little bit. I'll give him a C plus. That's that's hoping. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, and I hope he does do well because I, I yeah. like the team. Well, his but his his infield's tight, so yes, very good infield. Uh, pitching staff: Julius Chassin, Mike Clevenger, Kenta Maeda, Miles Mikolas, Sean Newcomb, Jose Leclerc as a Jose Leclerc and uh, Blake uh, Trianon as relievers. Bench: Mike Fears, Caleb Smith, Toku Tucson, Tucson. I don't know how you say his Tuasa. name. Uh, 
Um, he was a nice sleeper, though. <laughs> I don't know um, how you say it either. Matt Barnes, Kyle Wright, and so that is that the Andrew Haney that you were talking about? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wasn't in San Diego before. That's where I thought have, he was. He might have been. He okay. was with the Angels last year. He but was. I don't know okay. about. I'm, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't realize that. that. It could be the same guy. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll just say Chasing, uh, whatever. Clevenger, that's a nice pick, actually. I really like him this year. Maeda, probably gets you some good starts. I mean, he's a good pitcher. I mean, he might get stuck in relief work. Um, I don't have any faith in Mikolas. Uh, Sean Newcomb, eh, 50-50. So uh, I don't like the pitchers on his bench, except for possibly Saint if he's as good as advertised. Fears, I guess, is probably a serviceable four or five. Ooh. I don't like the pitching staff. A lot of question uh, marks. I, Clevin, C plus. Clevin, yeah, I, I'll give it a C. I just think Clevenger is the only good one, in my opinion. I Chassin is – I don't even know if he's barely serviceable. Right. I like Maeda, but I don't know how many starts he's going to get with those with that team. Yeah, you we know? have no idea. Yeah, I mean, if he if he pitches, great. I think he's as good as a number two, really. But he did great as out of the bullpen. They so, may want to keep him there. Yeah, him and Clevenger, great. I'm, I'm okay with that. But yeah, Mikolas, I'm not big on. And uh, Newcomb, I think Newcomb has all the talent in the world, but he's just not, hasn't been able to harm, harness it yet. So he's an upside guy, you know. But yeah, I think you know what you have with Chassin and, and you know, I just see a lot of streaming. The other guys on the bench. I, Fears is probably going to get him some wins that he wouldn't got otherwhere or otherwise, I should say. And then Caleb Smith was sneaky good. Actually, I had him last year. He's coming off a pretty big injury. Okay. Um, so it might be nice. Upside. He's got some upside. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I had him last year because he qualified as a reliever and I started him a few times. He had some great starts. So. Overall, man, I just know that's not C my favorite. Plus, C? Yeah, CC plus, yep. Which is weird. I usually love his teams. And I he thought does. I, when he was drafting, I thought I liked his team when he was drafting. His infield but. has a ton of like explosiveness, so that could yeah. be the one redeeming factor, but All right. Uh better bitch better have my Binky or Binky. This is I'll tell you right now, this is my <laughs> least favorite team, so <laughs> I'm gonna Ouch. I'm gonna let you go through it. I gotta run to the Oh, okay. Uh Buster Posey at catcher, Carlos Santana, Ketel Marte, Anthony Rendon, Xander uh, Bogertz, Andrelton Simmons at middle infield, Jerks and Profar at corner, Michael Brantley, Bryce Harper, Eddie Rosario in the outfield, Justin Turner at DH, Adam Eaton at Utility, Bench, West Wellington Castillo, Jonathan Lucroy. Josh Bell, Adam Duvall, Steven Souza, Su Su Chu, Sin Chu Chu, Shin Su Chu. I say it right because he won me a title or almost won me a title. Uh, Jason Hayward of the Cubs, who's over, always ranked high and never does anything. Well, infield, Posey, I don't know, man. He seems like he's on a major decline. Carlos Santana, I think he'll be serviceable, decent, maybe even good. Kettle Marte, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust him. Uh, Anthony Rendon, fantastic player. Uh, Xander Bogarts, fantastic player. Angleton Simmons, better than average. Jerson Profar, poised for a nice year. So while I like a half of that infield, I don't like the other half. So I'm going to have to give it a uh, – I'll give it a B-, minus, though. I think it's got some potential. I, But I will add this disclaimer. If Rendon and Bogarts don't do well, then I think that infield becomes an albatross that destroys the team. Anything you want to throw in on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I agree with everything you say because I think 
first of all, I do like the upside of Cattell Marte. I do really like his upside. I think Santana's – we know what he is. You know, Ann Posey, I think we know what he is. Uh, Rendon, we know what he is. This is there, – there's just no, like, real pop in that other than Profar. He's the only one to me is like that I say, oh, man, this guy really could – Go big, right? Because like you, you love Anthony Rendon and you love Xander Bogarts, yeah. But you, but they're not that guy. No, but they're, they're not that. It's good old dependable though. Yeah, you know. But you want to have a couple of those outside of your. You big want somebody guy. to be excited about, right? right. I do. Yeah. I want somebody to be excited about, and yeah. I, I don't see other than Profar. I don't see anybody in that infield that I'm excited about. I agree. Yeah, I think I don't think I'm. I don't feel like I'm going to get surprised at all. Yep, I know what I'm going to get. Yep. And it's not going to be enough. Outfield, a little different. Michael Brantley, Bryce Harper, Eddie Rosario, Justin Turner at DH, and Adam Eaton at Utility. Well, I would actually switch out Rosario with Eaton because I am a big Eaton fan. I love that trio of outfielders. I'm not big on Rosario, but I don't think he'll be bad. Um, and then I think I, I kind of think he's like a year away. Uh, Justin Turner. I think is a wonderful value pick. So as much as I dislike the infield or the top of the lineup, I love the bottom of the lineup. Best outfield yet that we've reviewed, Mm -hmm. including your team and my team, I think. I think that's the best outfield yet by quite a bit. Um, I expect big things from Bryce Harper in Philly this year, and I think everybody does. I think he's a a wonderful number one. Um, Tell me about Eddie Rosario. Sure. So I think Brantley, you know, again, Brantley's steady, so he'll be a good number two as long as he's healthy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Eddie Rosario, um, I'm trying to think of who I can compare him to. Did he start full-time for your boys last year? Yeah, and he had a freaking awesome year last year. Awesome year. Batted well over 300 and uh, just a great, you know, he'll probably get you 20 steals. He's a converted second baseman. Uh, He played second base through most of the minor leagues, and then they – brought him in to play outfield when he moved up to the majors. But he's really made a steady incline in his batting average over the last, like, three years. And he brought a little bit of pop the last couple of years. I think he hit double-digit homers last year, possibly. Yeah, he hit two eighty eight with uh, 24 dingers, only 77 RBIs. That's kind of the... But that was in a bad lineup. And I think their lineup improves considerably this year. Um, again, this is, you know, <laughs> that's my team, so it's hard to be too objective. But I think they did make some good additions anyway. Um, Got to think Nelson Cruz solidifies that lineup. Yeah, so, yeah, super great outfield. I love Justin Turner, incredible value. Eaton, when he's healthy, is, a, is an incredible number two, you know, I think. Yeah. When he's healthy. So best, line, best outfield yet, I, I, I give it an A. I drafted Straight him twice a. with Eaton, and both times the guy got hurt. And it was such a pain because he yeah. was it's like he's such a good player. If he is healthy, I think he is, I think he's a top ten outfielder. Yeah, if I, he plays. Yeah, I agree, and I think you can even throw Profar. I think he might qualify in the outfield. So, he does. Um, no, not yet. Not okay, yet. but he he probably will at some point. He plays all over the field, and then I mean, he's got some depth there too. So you know, terrible infield, but an amazing outfield. So yeah, I, I give an A. I got to Yeah, the outfield's an A straight across the board for me. And I'll include so. that. I'll include DH and uh, utility. I think he's got a bottom set, uh, bottom five yeah. that are strong. Yeah, agreed. So that's where that's where he spent his money. Um, all right, pitching: Zach Godfrey, J. A. Happ, Joe Musgrove, Rick Porcello, Jacob Degrom, Jake. Is it Junis? Uh, Junis. Uh, yep. I think that's all of his starters. Oh, 
uh, Daniel Mingan he has on the bench for Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we we all know how good uh, Jacob Degrom is. There's no questions there. J. A. Happ has a p- potential chance to be good this year. Oh, he has uh, Jonathan Loisiga too. Oh, is he a starter? Yeah, he's in the minors. Yeah, he is. Oh, it has him as a reliever. Okay, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he's a starter, though. Yeah. Well, it has him in the minors. I hope he's not starting him next week. Um, Rick Porcello, former Cy Young Award winner, Joe Musgrove. Uh, it's all up in the air. It's a potential Zach Godfrey potential, our Godly potential. Uh, I, you know, I I really only like his his one and his two, and I don't like his. I don't trust Andrew Miller this year already. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the pitching staff. I, I don't know, like a, well, a B minus. We talked plus. about Jacob Degrom, and he's the best pitcher in baseball. So I, I get, there you go. That's one guy that you're just like, bam, you have somebody to depend on. Uh, he, the rest of it's pretty ragtag. You know, it's a really patchwork <laughs> starting lineup for me. I mean, Godley was really good two years ago, and kind of came back to earth a little bit last year. Uh, he was still pretty good, but. Tell um, me you're not pulling your hair out at the thought of who you have to start every week and being like, oh, my God, i got to start yeah. this guy. I like J.A. Happ, though. I think he provides a tremendous value because he's going to get you 18 wins, 16 to 18 wins um, if he's yeah. healthy on that Yankee team. Um, and then uh, Joe Musgrove, I mean, I guess a number five, whatever. You know, he doesn't really wow. You know what he is. Uh, he's on a bad team. Rick Porcello, I think you kind of know what he is. He's, I wouldn't even think he's going to be as good as Hap. Um, so, yeah, I think you just got a ton of question marks here. Even with DeGrom in there, I don't like it at all. His relief pitchers are just undependable. Uh, I give this a C-, minus, probably my worst grade yet, even yeah. with DeGrom. Ouch. Yeah, DeGrom, and you still get a C on your pitching Yeah, staff. but because his outfield is so good, I'll bring up his overall grade to a C plus. but the rest of the team, I'm a C, or, yeah. or worse. I think his lineup could produce. I, yeah. I don't think his pitching staff can. Yeah. But who knows? You know. He has some scary hitters, though. I'll say that. Yeah, he could have some fun watching that, yeah. that bottom half. But, boy, if, it, if they don't have a good year, yeah. oof, that could be really ugly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we're going to Dodgers suck ass, which is a former two-time, I think, champion. If not, I know for sure, one time. Um, Just a note ahead of time that CBS has uh, uh, gave him the worst draft grade in the league. Yeah, CBS's uh, AI news ticker thing tends <laughs> to like stability. Well, they um, like their rankings, is what they like. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they do. They do do a lot based on their rankings. It's all on right. their rankings. So yeah, and it's not. It's hard accurate. to be arbitrary. Yeah. Um. So he's got. Hey, hey, do you think we should do six teams this time and then six next time? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Just do this yeah. one. How many? How, what are we at? I'm thinking this is close. One, two, three, four. Is this Bagley, five or Binky, six? This is. This might be six. Okay. Um. Omar Navarez at catcher. Paul Goldschmidt at first, Daniel Murphy at second, Miguel Andahar at third, Paul DeJong at short, Jeff McNeil at middle, and Jesus Aguilar at corner. What say you? Ooh, I mean, I think 
this is a, another one of those teams where boy's got a ton of upside. <laughs> you know, I I really like the young at shortstop, Andahar, if he does you know improve on last year. I mean, Murphy at at Coors Field, my goodness, he could go off. You know, and if Goldschmidt, you know, does what he normally does uh, on a new team, then good good on him. So I I think it's a very strong infield. I I don't think it there's one guy again for me that I'm just like, "Wow." I mean, although Goldschmidt has that ability to be that guy, I just he he isn't for me. So I, you know, I think it's a good team or a good infield. I guess I got go B+ plus just for that there's no wow factor for me. Uh love Goldschmidt, love Murphy. Uh, big big fan of uh, of a Dijon busting out. Yep. I don't really like the rest of the, the infield. I, I, I it's not that it's bad. It's just that I don't I, I don't feel like I would depend on it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I mean, Ma- Miguel Andahar and Jesus Aguilar could completely you know blow me out of the water. And Omar Navarez I've seen on some big lists as a breakout sleeper. So you know, and and this this GM knows what he's doing. So there's a very good chance these guys could bust out and be great. I personally only give it. Uh, I'm going to go B minus because I don't see any glaringly bad players. Uh, just very few that that impress me. The only reason I gave him a B plus is because I trust in the process. Because that right. guy, right. he knows his stuff. Outfield is Burrito Supreme Youngness. All right, we've got Ronald Acuna. We've got Eloy Jimenez. We've got Victor Robles. I mean, we've got two rookies here. Uh, that's amazing to think of how highly touted these guys are. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, who you had last year, right? Is, am I saying it right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fran Mil Reyes as the utility. I don't know that player that well, I'll be honest. Bench has got Jorge Alfaro, Justin Smoke, Brian Dozier, Garrett Hampson. And Bo Bichette. Oh, we got Bo Bichette. Nice. Well, he really went youth movement he here. He went youth movement. Um, Same with Garrett Hampson. I like that pick, Yeah, too. for the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, boy, that outfield sure looks fun. Looks like a fun, fun outfield. It'll be Lots fun. of running, lots of stealing, lots of power. Uh, hope, to, hope to God it actually produces. That's like the average age is probably twenty twenty one on that outfield. I just don't feel like rookie – or super young player reaches not reaches but but you know dependent depending on them to be your starter is risky anytime and putting this many positions at that is really scary to me again I don't have his track record so I can see why he probably has a lot more confidence in his his ability to predict does he game. have Vlad too um, Vlad Guerrero no no I think he went to Geardor to okay. to Will. I mean, man, what an interesting outfield. It's going to be fun. I I think Acuna puts up first-round numbers. Um, Really, I think he's the prospect that Bryce Harper should be. Uh, I think he's a 40-homer guy. I think he's, you know, 20 steals. He's going to play an incredible outfield. I think he's a first-round nail down for the next 10 years. Yeah, so he'd be, I mean, if this was a dynasty draft, he'd he, be going first. He could be a bust, but in my opinion, he's a first-round pick. So uh, good on you there, buddy. I love the upside of Aloy Jimenez. I mean, 
who knows, right? The guy could be incredible. He's the number one prospect. They're saying he'll be the top-scoring rookie. And same with Victor Robles. So, you know, rookie seasons with those guys, it's hard to say what you're going to get from them down the stretch. Right. Are they going to be able to go that many games? So, uh, big question marks, but tons and tons of upside. You, have, I mean, you have three possible 40 home run guys. I mean, it's just that's incredible, you know, tons of upside. Nimmo I love. I think he's just real consistent. I think he's a great, great guy for your dh slot which is where he has him uh fran milray is just one of those guys that's uh you know upside all upside we don't know anything about him really um <laughs> right. smoke on the bench who knows you know i love it and he's got you love more. dozier that was your boy i do love dozier i think he's gonna have a good year all right the pitching staff madison bumgarner kyle freeland joey lucchesi uh blake snell justin verlander domingo German, um, I don't know how to say that name, but you say Kikuchi? Kikuchi. Uh, the guy they brought over, um, Wade Miley. That sounds terrible. <laughs> the guy they brought <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, did he give him the craft? <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Samarja, Luke Weaver. All right. And he's also got Matt Strom, Brandon Woodruff at that qualify at reliever. One of Woodruff is a starter for sure. Um, and he's got Jordan Hicks and Strom as relievers. And I don't Strom is Strom going to start or is he going to be a starter? Or I a thought reliever? so. I think he's going to be a starter too. So he, I mean, we could have a lot of starting pitching here. Um, oh, he's a reliever. I guess he is a reliever. I thought he was going to be a starter this year. He's probably the closer. Huh? Okay. Well, all right. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of love this to be honest. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is going to be frustrating, I think, because he won't get many wins on that. Just that team looks bad, man. Boy, they are the oldest team in the bigs, and they can't hit. He's they in can't for score. he's in for a Jacob Degrom year from last year, yeah, where he but, just pitches well and he is on a bad team. Yep, it's just going to kill his value. Kyle Freeland, boy, he sure looked good in his first start, man. He could be legit. Uh, Joey Lucchesi, we don't really know yet, but you know what? Ton, ton of upside. They've looked good so far. They're also playing the Giants, so maybe the Giants just stink. Uh, Blake Snell, I don't really believe in what he did last year, and we've talked about how it was more of a but still thing, a number one. But he won the Cy Young Award, so uh, Justin Verlander. I mean, who? What do you say? I mean, he's that's great. his best pitcher. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, great sleeper, bust out candidate. Domingo German, same thing. Kikuchi, uh, the one they brought over, I don't know. He pitched last night, and he, you know, he did all right. Yeah, ranked 39, so he, he must have gotten something decent. Wade Miley, you know, he'll get you something. Jeff Samarja, get you something. Luke Weaver, big-time uh, breakout candidate. So I, while I don't feel the the wow sense I kind of get with your and my staffs, where it's like, oh, big, the top-end guys are really big, um, I feel like he's got a lot of options, and he can, he can sw- – uh, Swing his rotation around every week to grab the two start guys, mm-hmm. and then having Woodruff in the relief slot. I think he's going to score a lot of points with this pitching staff. I give it an A. He's going to have he's going to be tough to beat with the pitching just because he's going to have ten starts every week. Mm-hmm. He has so many pitchers and a lot of guys he can shuffle in and out. Now whether they perform or not is a whole other matter. But uh, you know Verlander to me it does have the wow factor. He's on an incredible team. He's a fantastic number one. Um, I mean, there can't. There's a handful of guys better. Um, and then you know, I do think Freeland is his number two. 
just based on that he's going to be on a good team as well, most likely. And, man, is he you know, continuing to look like he's coming off not only a great season but a great start the other night. So, yeah. you know, Bumgarner, I think he is what he is. We know he's fantastic, but he's on a bad team. So, like we said, not expecting a lot of wins, which really devalues him. Uh, Lucchese, I think – Man, I don't know. Who knows, right? He could get top, top-notch top prospect. But he just has so much depth. So, I mean, honestly, I think his so biggest, much. you know, thing is going to be his decision-making, you know, who to start and what matchups. So, you know, that's going to be his uh, albatross, you know, is right. who do I start? Uh, I think, you know, Bumgarner he's going to find is, man, how do I not start this guy? And then he's every single week it's going to be like 10. Eight, twelve, <laughs> yeah, six and a half. Where you ten. hope he just doesn't get the loss, and that way, you know, with the one run he allows. And man, that grates on you after a while when you have to have fifteen to twenty from your number three, you know, and you're not getting it. So, boy, that's the only real thing is, yeah, he doesn't really seem to have that one guy. Other than, I do like Verlander, but. But, I, I mean, just the fact that it feels like he has three strong number twos, really. He does. He's got Calfrey and Bumgarner and Snell. Yeah. Even though I don't personally like Snell or believe in him, going just based on pure results, yeah. you know, that's, I, that's what I you mean, got. I mean, of all the teams so far, he's got the deepest pitching staff. By far. Of any of the By ones. By far. Yeah, yeah, of anyone that we've reviewed yet. If I liked his lineup better, I'd give his team an A, but I don't. So i got to give him a I'm I'm stuck between a B and a B plus. I don't know which to give him. I'll give him a B plus too. I I think he's an overall team. I don't like some of his lineup, but boy, that pitching staff. If he makes the right calls, dominate. That's going to be good. And I uh, yeah. Even though I don't think it'll work out, just because it wouldn't work out for me, the three rookie exciting well not rookies but three exciting super young players in the outfield. I, I do like that. I think that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a blast. Mm-hmm. So. Well, did you want to quit there, and then we'll do the rest of the next show? Are you sure that's six? That's not five? Why don't we double-check real quick? Did we? I feel like that could be five teams that we reviewed. So we did me. We did you. That's two. Big fade bigs, right? Yep. Bitch better have my binky. Yep. Um, we did Dodgers suck ass and Bags band of bumbling fools. Okay. Sweet. Wow. Yep. That's six. So we can do the rest of them on the next episode. Okay. So we'll have cool. one or more of these probably next week. Yep. Um, hope you enjoyed kind of seeing our, you know, who are how our teams were crafting out. Um, I will say thus far, um, you are or you were among the top scorers the first day, or were the top scorer yeah. the first day. Yep. Um, kind of fell back yesterday. Kinda, yeah. I Quite had a, a solid hitting day the first day, and then I had a really good day yesterday, considering how few players I had. Uh, that was the other thing that was weird. A lot of players off on the second day of the season. Teams off. I guess that's so they can start staggering things it is, for yeah. next week. Yep. So thank you so much for tuning in to, to, uh, today. If you want to catch this episode or episodes of our other shows, including the Alien Offensive, which is sci-fi, JoJo Wardrummer Way's lacrosse show, or our flagship program, flagship program, the Sports Offensive, which is on every Saturday morning, you can go to our website at thesportsoffensive.com. You can also check out Nate's uh, unwrapping and unboxing videos for baseball cards and collecting as well as you can listen to prior episodes of every show uh, on that website at thesportsoffensive.com. Also find us on iTunes, iHeart, uh, Stitcher, and on our page on Blog Talk Radio. Any uh, parting words? No, man. Fun talking fantasy with you, though. I I really enjoy it. Um, 
I'm looking forward to reviewing the rest of the uh, rest of the teams next week and seeing what the year brings. So yeah, yeah. and if we can uh, if we can somehow squeeze out the time, you know, we can maybe we can do some midweek shows, uh, kind of detailing the week before and what's coming up and try and help you with some decisions on who to pick up or who mm-hmm. to start or things mm-hmm. like that. So sure do like in talking fantasy. It's always a always a fun thing. And never forget the the most important mantra of fantasy uh, said by our. Uh, the GM of our league is at the most wins in the league. There is nothing in the world more interesting in, than talking about your fantasy team. And there's nothing least in, less interesting than talking about someone else's fantasy team. So <laughs> I always love that quote. So I thanks agree. so much for tuning in, everyone, and have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Offensive out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.